Table Fries is a new podcast hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Marketing Officer at Lola.com. Gene has built and led marketing teams, authored top-selling marketing materials, and served on advisory boards all around Greater Boston. With Table Fries, Gene sets out to interview every woman working at Lola.com. Gene will talk about motivation, what makes a good day, and we'll connect the dots between guests in a special way. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. To find all the new and previous episodes of Table Fries, check out your favorite podcast platforms or visit us at lola.com slash tablefries. And don't forget, Gene is building Boston's next great B2B marketing team at lola.com. So be sure to stay updated on new roles at the lola.com careers page. Table Fries, where sharing is caring. Hey, Chrissy. I'm so excited to have you here today for a podcast. You said earlier when we were coming down to our studio, you were a little bit nervous, so how come? I know, I've never done anything like this. It's, it's pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie, but I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's, it's great, we're, um, we're try I'm trying to do podcasts with all the women at Lola because they don't oftentimes have a chance to be able to do something like this and want them to be able to overcome any kind of inherent hurdles that they might feel like, oh, I can't do that, or I've never done that. And you know, the fear of the unknown is always a little nerve wracking. Like, what do I expect? I think we should have uh, Connor at some point, maybe videotape us doing a podcast so that we can show people that it's pretty easy. Cause all we're doing is having a conversation. No, you're right. And maybe I'll get my own podcast after this. That, you there you know. go. <laughs> that's, the, that's a great thing. Listen to podcasts and be willing to participate in podcasts. Mm -hmm. So you're a successful salesperson on the Lola.com team. Tell us a little bit what's that like on a day-to-day -day basis. It is awesome. I really like it because everything is so different day-to-day. -day. It's super exciting. <laughs> it's challenging. There's always a lot of new things happening. So definitely learning a ton. We have a great leadership team. Everyone's always looking to help out. So definitely on the phones, doing a lot of demos and calls. So it's a really exciting time. You're the quietest. I sit near the sales team and you are the quietest. I hear you, yeah. but you're very, very a low talker. I know. And, and do, you, do you find that it's difficult with all those high talkers around you? Honestly, sometimes yes, but okay. I just get in my own zone. And okay. so I don't even really notice that I talk quietly and everyone is just saying that they can never hear me. But I don't even notice. I just kind of do my own thing. But people, the customers and the prospects can hear you, of course. Yeah, you're all, you're all logged in and doing a good job with that. So th that's pretty exciting. So as uh, alignment with marketing and alignment with product, as you know, our product team is shipping updates every single day. It's almost really like you're kind of running to keep up to everything that they're delivering for our customers. Our customers ask for something we deliver. Is that a challenge for you? I think it helps a lot. To be honest, when I'm talking to prospects and we have new things coming here and if I've talked to someone that's seen our system before and then comes back in, they're like, wow, this looks amazing. And mm -hmm. I can tell them that we're always updating and, and the feedback I hear from them is going to be inputted into our system. So really it's a lot easier for me to know that our product is changing a lot quicker and, and moving so quick. It makes sales great for me. Yeah, well, it, it's always nice to know to be able to tell a prospect that we listen to our customers, how important that is. So what's the relationship with marketing? Fantastic. It really is. It makes my job a lot easier for sure. So we have tons of leads coming in, especially I think last 
Sunday we got 30 demo requests, which was really great. So I'm going through, I have my schedules booking up. I'm so full. So I have a lot on my plate of a lot of great quality leads. So very happy and thank you very much. <laughs> well, it's a team, right? So one of the things we decided that there was such a tsunami of leads coming into the sales organization that it became such a challenge. So I think we had almost 3,000 leads in the month of March. And I believe that for the quarter, it was over 7,500. And those are all top of funnel, not necessarily middle of the funnel with demo requests and hand raises. So what we decided to do in April were only give you like the, the gold standard, the, the people that are asking for a demo so that you could focus. Has that helped at all? It's helped a lot. Okay. And it really helps me prioritize my time as well. So mm -hmm. now I don't need to kind of be sifting through leads and figuring out what works best for me. It's I know that what I'm getting is something that I should spend my time on and work on. So that's good. That's really good feedback, yeah. I think. I heard that yesterday afternoon from Joe and from Jeff that they were just happy not to have to be sifting through trying to find that needle in the haystack that made sense. And it's hard because there's just like a lot of data points that you're trying to look for. But if we're only giving you supposedly the best of the best, but you had a big day for opportunity creation yesterday. So I think April's turning into a very, very good month for us. So, well, I, what I like about Lola, what, what excites me being in my role is I really love the integration and the alignment between the sales organizations and the product teams and marketing. And that I really feel that that synergy is helping us to be able to move faster, like complete ownership, like I own this and, and we've done it this way forever. The nice thing about being in this rapidly evolving, rapidly growing company is that there is no way we used to do things. No, I agree. And it's so seamless. So everything moves quickly and everybody is in there for the same goal. So that's one thing that I think really helps it out is that if I have a question or need something, everyone's on board to help out because we want the same things. That's great. That's yeah. fantastic. So I have a, a bunch of questions that I like to ask all of our guests on Table Fries. And Table Fries came about because, and part of the reason that I wanted to do it with the women of Lola.com is because we like to share. And that's what you do with Table Fries. So I've got a bunch of questions to help you share, not only with our team members here at Lola, but within the greater podcast universe. You ready? Okay. So tell me the story of how and when you decided to join Lola. Yeah, so I've been about, I've been here for about six months now. Okay. And previously I was at a much larger company, about a couple thousand employees. Wow. So it was a lot different. I had been there since school. So it was my first job out of school and I learned a lot. I met great people. It was a really awesome experience, but I wanted more of a challenge and really challenge myself and learn more every day. Uh -huh. So I started talking. I met Ryan actually, who was really great. And I came in here, met the team. The product was something that I absolutely fell in love with. I'm a huge traveler myself, so it was something I could really relate to. Mm -hmm. So being able in sales, I think it's very important to be able to connect with what you're selling and actually believe in it. And that was something that was really important for me, and I came here and understood the product and really liked it. And along with that, the leadership team was absolutely fascinating. And mm -hmm. I remember I was interviewing with Stacy, and she was like, you can feel in the floors how much everyone is just a part of something bigger. And I totally felt it. <laughs> so it was it was a pretty easy decision for me, to be honest. And, oh, good. Yeah, and I'm really happy to be here for oh, sure. That's good. Six months, that's good. Yeah. And you've seen the product evolve in that, those six months, you've seen everything evolve. It's pretty amazing. It is. And even since I've been here, we've hired like a bunch more people. The oh, team's growing so quickly. It's, I know. it's really exciting. It's fun. It's yeah, fun. Now we have fun. to all start wearing name badges so I can remember people's <laughs> yeah. names. Is there a single word that might describe you? 
Yeah, so I think it should be hungry. Hungry. And for two reasons. One is I'm very hungry for success. And that goes with sales. I feel like you have to be driven and want to accomplish everything. And the second half of that is I am a huge foodie and I'm always hungry. <laughs> Are you? Oh, yeah. You can ask any of my friends. I love trying new restaurants. I love uh -huh. trying different foods and taking pictures of my food. Do you have a whole Instagram channel with your food? I don't yet, but okay. I totally could. I have a whole camera roll. So both being hungry for determination and success in sales and in work, but also um, in my free time. That's funny. Uh, food, that's a, that's a good one. I should ask that. Like, what's your favorite meal? My favorite meal, I think about this often. <laughs> like, what am I going to have for dinner? If I could only choose one more meal to have, I would have ribs, my uncle's ribs, they're so sweet, but crispy, and they're so great, and That's it just nice reminds mix. me of summer, yeah. yeah. And then, as an appetizer, I love meat and cheese boards. Meat so. and cheese boards, oh. it's like Emily. Yeah. Emily yeah. loves a good cheese, right? <laughs> exactly. So. A meat and cheese, a charcuterie board, exactly. right? Oh, with okay. some jam on the side, a oh, crackers and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I like this question, too. Uh, what was the last book you read, and did you like it? Why or why not? The last book I read was all the light we cannot see. Okay. And I actually really loved it. So I am a huge history buff as well. Mm -hmm. I really just like learning and kind of when I read, I like going back in time and, mm -hmm. and feeling like I don't really have to think so much, but just get involved with the story. So that's about World War II. Um, it takes place in Paris and Germany. And it's one of those stories where there's two completely different characters mm -hmm. and it ends up interwinding so of course it's it's really fascinating interesting and I learned a ton as well so that's one book that I love are you part of a book club I am not no no so you just read it for your own enjoyment and how fast did you blow through that book oh I read pretty quickly Do you? so I like longer books just so that it takes me a little bit longer but yeah when I get into a book I will stay up late reading I will read on the tea to work sure and, yeah, so I find any little bit of time. So do you do, are you a hard copy person or are you a Kindle person? I prefer hard copies, right? but it's just so much easier for Kindles and especially with traveling, mm -hmm. it's so much easier to just have a thin Kindle, but sometimes I do, you know, treat myself and buy a hard copy. Right. Did you do that with that book? I did. I you own did. it. Yeah. You own it. Yeah. Okay. And All sometimes right. I'll even, if I love a book, I don't know if I've read it on my Kindle, I'll go buy a hard copy so I have it. Do you ever read books again? Stacy and I were talking about that. Stacy doesn't like to read a book again. Even if she loves it, she won't read a book again. But I like to read books again. Oh, I read books all the time, too. I, yeah, I'd say I'd give it a couple of years, but definitely not against reading more than once. That's great, because I think you can capture something different by mm -hmm. reading it again. And it kind of depends on your frame of reference. And even perhaps when you were reading late into the night, you were yeah. probably like Getting half tired. sleeping, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. Okay, here's that question that you asked me about. Um, when oh, you go yeah. home at the end of the day, how do you know when you've had a good day? Okay, so I thought about this. And a good day for me normally, both personal and for work, I really like to get a workout in. So if I can actually get up out of bed in the morning and work out, that's a great start to my day. So whether it's spin class or yoga or lifting, love to do that. Then I come to work. Do you do that every day? I try, so that's why it's a good day. <laughs> okay, all right. And so at work, if it's a, been a good day at work for me, obviously in sales we have some metrics to hit. So definitely if I hit all of my goals for the day, it's, that's what I know I've done a good job. 
if I have a good demo, if I've tried something different on the phone and it worked out well, uh -huh. that's something that I can be proud of and, and continue to try those things. Also, if I learn something new, I feel like here I'm always asking questions and learning. So just by continuing to learn, trying new things, hitting my metrics, if I close a deal, that's the best. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're always funny whenever you go over to ring the bell. You're a little hesitant to go over there. And really, you should just be banging that bell like crazy. Well, I'm getting good at it. I have a good flick now. You with have a good it. Flick. Yeah. <laughs> that's good with that bell. That's pretty funny. So that is good. So a good day for you personally is when you have a chance to work out and probably eat something that you really want to be able to eat. And a good day for work is when you've been able to hit or exceed your goals, and especially when you close a deal. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, that, I think that's pretty good advice for anybody. So you're not that old. You're kind of young. So this is, Stacy likes to ask this question. What's the one piece of advice you give to your 18-year-old self? So you're just going into college. Okay, what would you say to yourself? I'd say I tried to move pretty quickly and I wish I had just, you know, slowed down a little bit. So I was so excited to get to college and then oh, I wanted to graduate and all of that from high school. And I think just enjoying the time and, and spending that, especially with home friends, they all kind of split up and go their separate ways. So really trying to enjoy that and living at home with my parents and siblings is something that you never really get back. So I wish I'd almost taken more time to just relax and slow down before trying to speed up and go to the next chapter. Yeah, to the adult chapter, which, which is always a little frightening. You, you're, you go hell-bent trying to get there, and then when you're there, you're like, oh my goodness, now what do I do? <laughs> there, there's no book on that, right? You know, And all you can have is the support of your family and friends to be able to make it a decent transition. Totally, and try and figure it out as best you can, yeah. And that's what you would say to your 18-year-old self, slow down. I think so. I really do. Do you think that you would listen? <laughs> no, that's a harder question. Um, I think I would. I definitely had a really great time and a great experience and would love to you know, go back and um, relive it if I could. Oh, that's great. That's a nice thing to be able to hear. So that's Stacy's question. Ashley's question, she, she always asks this one. What was your worst job and why? Yeah, so I feel like I've been pretty fortunate with my jobs. So the hardest job, and this is just because it was physically pretty draining, was I was a bus girl at a restaurant in Cape Cod oh, gosh. called Tugboats. Okay. And it was right on the marina. It was beautiful, but it was packed constantly. Always. Always. And it was giant plates and seafood and, <laughs> and just like everyone was running around. And I remember I had days from lunch all the way till close where, oh my gosh. yeah, I'm sure everyone that knows that has worked in the restaurant business, your back just starts to hurt and your yeah. feet are so No matter how old you are. Exactly. So yeah, I've been pretty lucky, but that would be my hardest job. Although Adam Sandler did come to the restaurant one day and I gave him a fork. You gave him a fork. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's your claim to fame, right? Yeah. I, sh I should ask the question, what's the most famous person you've ever met and what was the context? So yours would be Adam Sandler and a fork. He asked for a fork. He and dropped it. And oh, I go, oh, his fork dropped. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'll get it. <laughs> so, Too yeah. funny. Not that fork, but a new fork. Yes. No, oh, yeah. Okay. I like ran funny. over with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny because Ashley always talks about food service jobs being mm -hmm. the worst jobs on the planet. They're, yeah. They're hard. They're just physically demanding yeah and the hours are super strenuous yes you can stay there so late did you have when you were at the cape did you have housing that you went to yeah so there was housing for you yeah i actually my family has a house in west yarmouth okay. so um it was great i got to ride my bike to work so well that's pretty good i, I had a couple of friends that worked at there 
and they were able to work into September, and they gave them free housing. They had like a dormitory. That's, that's what I was asking. Yeah, so they had a women's dormitory and a, a men's dormitory. You know, you can only imagine trying to get people to go there, and Western Massachusetts and Sandy and Barbara lived there. And anyway, pretty funny. So yeah, it was uh, kind of cool. So another food service story, uh, but you got a little highlight in there that was kind of cool. Marina, um, you know, software developer, she likes um, being an individual contributor because it makes her more creative for the software development. Would you prefer to be an individual contributor or to manage people and kind of why or why not? That was kind of her question. I think right now I would prefer to be an individual contributor. I am still learning a lot and I like learning right now. Um, also, I really enjoy closing deals and hitting my own goals and being able to you know, make that money as well. So I, right now, am very happy being an individual contributor, but I think as I continue to grow and progress in my career, and then absolutely managing would be something that would be interesting to me. Yeah, it, it becomes, it's a nice when you're a very successful salesperson, sometimes moving into a management role, you don't have as much control over your destiny because you're trying to help people to be as successful. You've got the playbook, you've worked out the playbook, and it, but everybody's playbook is different. Yours is a little bit different than Matt's, than Jeff's, than Ariel. You know, you've got all these different things that you're working on with your team. All good questions. It's an interesting feedback. Beth, our in-house legal counsel, she asked, What's been the most surprising thing about being on the Lola.com team? What's been most surprising for you? So I knew I've never been part of a startup before and I know things move quickly, but I am so shocked at actually how quickly things move. <laughs> so from being here from six months ago, the product is just incredible. It's really great to have you know your voice heard as well. So being able to have the product team come up and ask from the sales perspective, what would we want you know, put into the um, platform as quickly uh, as possible? What are uh -huh. we hearing from prospects and uh -huh. customers? So being able to be a part of that team and, uh -huh. and be a part of it moving so quickly uh -huh. is something that I didn't really expect, but it's been one of the best parts of Lola. Oh, that's very, very exciting. So here I go into the values. We, we talk about Lola Pack, customer core, wicked loving, humble learner. What's your favorite value and why? I would say Lola Pack. Coming from you know playing sports for a long time and always being part of a team, I think it's been really great to transition into you know adult life and being at work and still having that feeling of a team. Being a pack and having you know my sales team to answer any questions I may have, jump on a demo with me if I need help, sit down and do a little bit of role playing, anything like that to really help each other get better has been really helpful. And then as we had talked about as well, just knowing the marketing and the product, the leadership team, everyone does feel like we're all in it together. And, and that's something that has been really cool for me to be a part of. Yeah, well, you know, we just won Boston Business Journal's best place to work as a small company. And I just received notification yesterday that we made the cut for the Inc. one as well, best place workplace. And, and I think absolutely with employees filling out the responses and we're, you're not allowed to be able to give any kind of guidance at all. So what people feel is pretty exciting. And I think that the consciousness of people feeling of a Lola pack, that sort of thing is pretty incredible. Do you have a question for me that you, you do? Okay, good, all right. So as a you know, travel company, I'm curious to hear what your favorite trip has been on. 
My favorite trip. Yeah, where have you been that you absolutely loved and had the best experience? Oh gosh, I've had so many. I've been really lucky in being able to travel both for work on a personal level. I think that some of my favorite trips have been with my family, um, my husband and my two daughters. Being able to go to London, for example, and explore and be able to do that and see things. It's not the first time I've been there, not the first time I'd been to Rome or Italy, but being able to go and kind of show them some of the things that both my husband and I have been able to see and be able to provide them with some background. They're all very good memories. And when they were in 10th grade, we went to Italy and we flew into Milan, went to Venice, Florence, Rome, and then down to Pompeii. And it, my husband drove about 1,500 miles during that trip. He's a good driver, so it all worked out fine. And it was all places, except for Pompeii, that my husband and I had been before, but I feel that people need to understand that there's a much bigger world than the United States. I love the United States, and I, I love going places, the national parks, all that kind of stuff, but being able to understand, if you go to Pompeii and you see something from 2,000 years, I know, it's, it's absolutely mind-blowing to get a sense of history, and you go to Venice and you see this city that's built on the water is absolutely fascinating. And there's so many interesting places to go in the world. And I, working for a travel software company, you know, heck, I'm excited to go just about anywhere, to tell you the truth. I like it, and, and I find travel, I learned a long time ago to get into a zone. Always make sure you have a book. Always make sure you have water. Always make sure you have a snack. And just kind of just go zen, because there's so many things outside your control. Yeah, no, and it's funny you brought up Pompeii, because I was actually fascinated by Pompeii uh -huh. since, like, the third grade. Really? Yeah, and my dad promised me, he said, in this life, I'm going to take you to Pompeii, you and I, and so we actually went last May. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, it was really cool. So Isn't it interesting? It's so fascinating, and, and they've only unearthed about 10%. It is crazy. I know. I, I spent all day there. I would not leave. It, it is the coolest place. It, it, there's good tours there, and there's very good guide there to be able to just look at the cobblestones and look at where the chariot ruts were and how they would flush out those streets with water to clean them up. People would just walk over. Oh, it was insane to think about. I know, and, and actually being able to go into what would have been people's houses and say that this would have been a, um, an upper-class person, this would have been a working-class person, be able to see their stoves and be able to understand, like, what would they have cooked here? How would they have done it? Even the bathing houses. Oh, the bathing houses. Yes. Fascinating. Even to think of what they used to have to do and the areas right. that they would go to and the different kinds of people that were there. Yeah. It's very cool. It was very, very, it was uh, intriguing. Something that, unfortunately, Pompeii being covered by lava, uh, but it's everything is been, is insured in terms of it is the way that it was 2,000 years ago. Once they pick apart all the lava and everything and are able to get to it. And it was amazing to me to see all these people working on it, but what would you do an inch a day? So delicately. I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. So yeah, um, I'm sorry I didn't give you a specific answer, but I think what, what I like is being able to teach others. And I, I think that anything that I do, yeah, that's cool. But to be able to transfer that knowledge is always really very interesting. And our daughters now, I have twin 20-year-old daughters, and they're, they're good travelers. I mean, they've been traveling since their first airplane ride. They were eight months old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so they, they're good travelers. They know how to pack. They know how to do everything that they need to do. And they're going out on their own. 
uh, which is good. And that's really what you want. You want to be able to imbue the feeling of travel and the interest in other cultures and other people. And so what if you don't know the language? Yep. You'll figure it out. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So what's a question that we can ask other people that come to Table Fries? Well, I was hoping that would be the one that you would ask. Okay. Favorite <laughs> um, place to go? Yeah, favorite right. or favorite trip. Um, favorite or trip. Or even sometimes I like favorite experience while you're traveling too. Okay. I'm going to write that down and we'll take care of that. Yeah. So Chrissy, it was so nice to have you on today's podcast of Table Fries. Thanks so much. I hope you can come back again. Me too. I loved this. It was easy, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> thank you. No, of course. Thank you. <laughs>